Once in a Blue Moon, we're greeted with a game that surpasses all expectations and comes out of nowhere. Other times, we get our hopes up and expect far too much. We start the game with a jubilant anticipation that is quickly dashed upon the game's first hour. Going into A Plague Tale, I knew I was going to have one of these two experiences. Everything I knew about the game had me excited and eager to play. It was going to baffle me. It was simply a matter of how and why. So, let's discuss what exactly the game brought to the table and whether or not it's worth your time. This Asobo Studios title is being sold for $45 on Steam, the PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, which puts it in the AA category alongside games such as Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Effectively, its budget is below that of a AAA title, but above that of a standard indie game, which puts it in this middle ground where we have to consider it very cautiously. This because some AA titles try to pass it off as an indie game at the price point of a AA title, or they shoot for the quality of a AAA title even though they don't have the budget for it, and so you end up with a game rife with bugs and performance issues. But don't worry, we're going to break it all down in the next few minutes. As always, I'm going to be doing a long-form critique of the game where I'll be digging deeper into all of the intricacies contained therein, and so if you'd like to be notified of when that video goes live, just hit the subscribe button and leave a like so I know that you want to see it. And of course, thank you to Asobo Studios and Focus Home Interactive for the review copy. But with all that said, let's jump right into it. A Plague Tale Innocence is a game about a girl named Demetia who embarks on an elaborate, grand, and sometimes terrifying adventure with her younger brother Hugo to discover the secrets of their family's lineage and to stand up to those responsible for atrocities committed against their kin. Now, for obvious reasons, I'm not going to nitpick each element of this game's narrative. Instead, I'm going to save that for the critique. Rather, we're going to be talking much more broadly about what the game has to offer. Now, the first thing I'm sure that popped into your mind when you saw this gameplay footage pop up is just how beautiful it is. A Plague Tale has some of the best lighting systems and overall animation work that I've seen in any game of 2019, even including the major AAA titles we've received thus far. On the PC, there's lots of graphical options and settings to adjust fidelity according to what your rig can handle. And really, the only thing I can point to that was a significant shortcoming for me is the fact that some of the foliage can look flat in certain sequences, specifically the tall grass that you use for stealth. And the subsurface scattering on character models often leaves a little bit to be desired, coming off much more flat and waxy than it does true to life skin. Other than that, it truly is fantastic. The lighting engine is phenomenal and their use of particle effects, smoke, explosions, fire, everything is very, very well done. Furthermore, I'm very glad to report that performance is incredibly solid throughout the entire game. No matter what settings you tweak, no matter what you do to try to push the game to its limits, this is one of the most polished titles we've received this year as well. On the flip side with the sound design, I will say that I very much enjoyed the soundtrack. However, it does seem fairly front-loaded, with my most memorable tracks being used heavily in the early stages of the game, with grittier, darker, more ambient tracks being used later on. And because of the way that this game's stealth sequences work, sound design is incredibly important, specifically the way that it handles three-dimensional audio and reverberation, including other audio effects that imply location, tonality, and distance. Whatever audio engine they're using for their sound system within this game is fantastic. The only issue I ever encountered was when I was hiding outside of a room with a singular door in front of me. The voices within the room were very, very loud if you were standing directly in front of the door, but the second you took 
a slight angle off center of it, you would lose the voices almost completely, as if they suddenly went into the basement and covered themselves with a mattress. But like I said, that was only one occasion in the entirety of the roughly 12 to 15 hour experience that A Plague Tale offers. Now this game is a linear narrative game with interspersed puzzles using various abilities that you acquire throughout the game. Furthermore, you work with a companion in almost every single chapter of the story, and each of these companions have their own abilities that change the way that you solve the puzzles that are presented to you, which helps mix it up and keep everything feeling fresh and different. Now these puzzles are pretty simple, I'll be perfectly honest. Never did I honestly feel challenged. I never had to sit down and really think about how to get through a certain level. It, for the most part, was simply an obstacle put in place that I had to work around while listening to the unique dialogue and absorbing the ambient sounds and passive visual world building that they've put in place. Now beyond this, within the gameplay loop is a slingshot that Amicia uses, and there's many different types of ammo for this slingshot. Furthermore, all of these aforementioned ammo types can be upgraded and changed using the materials that you find throughout the world. Now while it's nice to have these customization options that allow you to feel as though you are having a choice in how the game plays out, all of the materials that are needed to craft these items are incredibly common, they are everywhere, and very rarely are you going to run into an instance where you on honestly need an upgrade. To be perfectly honest, not once in the entirety of the game did I feel as though I needed to go and upgrade my sling before I could properly get through a level. Honestly, I think this could have worked if the game had the equivalent of a nightmare difficulty mode where all of your resources were incredibly scarce, all of the opponents and enemies were much more difficult and had much more intelligent AI, but because the game is very, very linear in how it approaches all of these situations, this particular mechanic never actually feels drawn out and used to its fullest extent. But nonetheless, it is nice to have and can cause the player to feel as though they're having some sort of impact on the way the gameplay takes shape. Now, early on, this slingshot is used as an aggressive weapon. However, I found myself playing very stealthily as the game went on, and this was by no fault of the game. In fact, the game supports both styles of gameplay, both stealth and a very aggressive, headstrong style where you're actively taking out every opponent instead of just sneaking around them. The developers don't push you into one choice over the other. However, they will reward you with certain dialogue sequences depending on which of these two paths you take. In fact, there's many times when the game is actually giving you the choice to show mercy or take revenge against a particular enemy or opponent. It doesn't push you either way. And in fact, I actually wouldn't be surprised if most players didn't realize they had an option in many of these circumstances. Rather, if you go into the game looking to play as merciful or generous generously as possible, you'll discover many of these unique ways of solving problems that avoid killing people and, in turn, preserve your innocence, which is, after all, the name of the game. Now let's shift for a moment and talk about the rats. These things are super cool. They're actually using a particle system that's usually used for butterflies or for birds or for fire or for snow, and they've actually used that with models for rats to allow them to bring hundreds or even thousands of these things on screen at once in a giant herd that very quickly can become overwhelming. These rats are super cool and lend themselves to some of the most interesting and graphically impressive sequences in the game later on. However, speaking of rats, that's about the intelligence level you should expect from all of the guards within the game. Seriously, look at this. I'm running through tall grass that offers cover relatively early on in the game. A guard spots me, I run around the corner, and then I duck down into the grass, and... 
he loses sight of me. Honestly, he has no idea. Neither does his buddy. They walked around for about 45 seconds looking for me before I darted around the corner and escaped. And this is consistent throughout the entirety of the game. The thing is, you'll only really notice this in these larger arenas where the guards are covering one large area each. This is when the AI just breaks and can't keep up with the player. The way they fixed this is that as the game goes on, they start to put guards in much smaller areas that are much more confined. The player likely isn't going to notice it because the areas feel much smaller, much more cramped, and that ties into the narrative. However, it is certainly an issue early on where you'll find yourself baffled at how idiotic some of these enemies can be. Now for the narrative itself, it's actually really well done. We'll break it down completely during the critique because I do have some problems with it that I can't discuss without getting into spoilers. But just know that it starts out fairly rushed and settles into a comfortable groove about an hour and a half to two hours in. I really only have two major issues with the way that the game handles its narrative. Number one is that there's some lip syncing issues that occur throughout the entire game from start to finish, regardless of which character you're dealing with. It just seems to be an issue with their lip syncing system. It just doesn't look very good. Even in the cutscenes, it leaves a bit to be desired. However, if you can get past that, the actual delivery of the lines and the narrative is really well done, especially considering that they're using some pretty young voice actors, which makes sense because these characters, after all, are at the very latest in their early to mid-teens. Almost all of the characters have a slight French tilt to their accent. It's handled fairly delicately and becomes quite comfortable after just a few minutes of listening to the characters. It's not ham-fisted. It certainly isn't as cringy as I was worried it was going to be. The other frustration I have is that they don't use cutscenes anywhere near as often as you would expect. About halfway through the game, they start using them much more frequently, and you can tell that this is where they put most of their focus, which makes me think that this is likely a budgetary issue. But nonetheless, it's still frustrating. Especially when it's clear that a conversation should be taking place in a cutscene, but instead the two characters are just standing opposite each other in-game delivering dialogue with their playable models simply opening their mouths slowly. The line delivery is good, but the look is just off. But all in all, it's really well done, and I can't wait to deep dive into it in the full critique. Again, subscribe for it if you want to be notified of when it goes live. Now, of course, because this game is so narrative, it's not going to be for everybody. Honestly, if you didn't like Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, you're not going to like this. The games are very, very similar. However, the opposite is also true. If you really enjoyed Hellblade, you're likely going to love this game. And this is where we come to the conclusion. All told, this game took me by complete surprise. It's by far the most polished and satisfying narrative game that I've played this year, and it deserves way more attention than it's currently receiving. And I'm hoping that this review inspires some of you to go and give it a try. For the team over at Asobo Studios, they should be very proud, especially considering that this is the first game like this that they've ever undertaken. And that is damn impressive. Honestly, well done. For the price at $45, I would consider this a must buy, definitely worth your time. And honestly, it's just good to get out there and support a smaller studio that took a risk and did something truly impressive. The gameplay is highly simplistic and the enemy AI does leave a lot to be desired, but all things considered, it's a narrative experience first. And in that pursuit, it succeeds completely. But that's all from me. 
Honestly, thank you for watching. If you enjoyed this review, make sure to hit the like button. Normally, I just do critiques. I don't do reviews. It's a little different for me. So if you did enjoy it, make sure to let me know in the comments. Hit that like button and subscribe if you'd like to see videos like this more in the future. One last time, make sure you subscribe for the full critique of this game. I'll try to get it out as soon as possible, especially if a lot of you want to see it. But that's all from me. Thank you for watching. I love you all. And I'll see you in the next video. Peace out.